When I look around my little world, I am surrounded by successful, strong, motivated women leaving their mark. From fitness instructors to florists to wedding planners to restaurant owners and everything in between, our state in particular is filled with badass female entrepreneurs. Everyone has a story to tell, a mission, a passion to fulfill, an obstacle or two they had to overcome. They may be living out their dreams or still working to get there. When I hear of like-minded women fulfilling or working towards achieving their goals, there is nothing more motivating or inspiring. This is an outlet for them to share their stories, their truths, their woes and triumphs with all of us. These stories are meant to motivate and leave us feeling empowered and empathetic towards others. Everyone has a story to tell. I'm giving them a way to do it. Melanie is a light. When you witness her energy on the cycling stage, one-on-one and through Instagram, it is completely authentic. She is who she is and she isn't apologizing for it, meaning she lives her life according to her and I find that incredibly inspiring. She didn't find her professional calling easily, but I think that's what motivates her to work hard and to keep going, keep striving for greatness. She's an entrepreneur, owner of Power Plant Girls, which provides you with plant-based treats. Melanie shares quite a bit about herself, her journey to finding her tribe, Salt Cycle, her journey to finding her inner beauty, which radiates on the outside, and her journey in her marriage and all that is to come for Power Plant Girls. Melanie is fun, eclectic, and silly. I'm sure you'll love her just as much as everyone else who gets to come in contact with her. Here's Melanie. I'm here with Melanie of Salt Cycle and plant-based and the Power Plant Girls. That's right. Um, so thanks for inviting me to the studio thanks between, during, after hours. We were just trying to figure that yeah. out. <laughs> I would say in between. In, in between. between hours. But I used to live here um, when you guys first opened. I think I was here every single day for months and then I just kind of fell off. But I'm going to come back. I just love it. The energy is so amazing. It really is. Um, and you girls are you girls are great. Um, it's okay to fall off. That happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my happy place, that room. Yeah. That's why I invited you here. Good. Yeah, that's yep. the whole idea. Um, so I was... It's actually really funny. Do you remember the first time we met? No. No. Okay. I have such a bad memory. Okay. It's Me not, too. It's this is going to be Okay, so this is going to go way back. The first time we went was in college at URI. Oh, yeah. Let's go back some <laughs> chapters. Like, Me too. Wait, what? We were in orientation together. <gasps> Me, you. Wait. Let's go back here. We're going to go down memory lane. Um, Christina? Mhm. Yep. So the I remember I would stay over with you guys in your dorm room because I met you at orientation and you guys would let me stay there on nights like when I wanted to hang out and go out partying and stuff. Honey, I have pictures of us together. Stop it. Partying. Bring those up. Oh, I'm bringing them in. It's going to be a whole thing. Wait, did um, you remember that did you know we or was this like a so afterthought? This was a total afterthought. Okay. So when you opened up the preserve and yeah. I started like putting things together, I was like, wait a second, why does her face look so familiar to me? I'm like, but you had curlier hair. Your <laughs> hair was way curlier. And I was like, I remember her, I remember her. And then I started going through college stuff and I was like, oh, this is her! I'm like, this is her! I knew that I knew is her. Wild. Oh, yes. Baby, go back. So I knew you from URI and I was just like, holy freaking shit. Wait, Check and then what, up. we just kind of like 
I left URI. Okay. So I didn't stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, depending on when you've met me on my journey, mm-hmm. I've probably been a million different things. Mm-hmm. You met me when I was going to be a fashion designer. I had an epiphany in a class and I was like, me and all 300 of these girls are going for that Macy's job in New York? Yeah, no, I'm good. Like, this isn't going to work for oh, me. Oh, wow. Yep. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Plus, if you've ever seen my fashion sense, it's not anything that <laughs> so someone what, would want to be a part of. What made you want to be a designer? Um, like, the theory of it? The, I think it was more like, I've always liked that industry. Me and my brother are, like, super, I'm saying like a thousand times. No. I told my mom I was going to be doing this, and she goes, don't say um, don't say like. Oh. So me and my brother have always been really into movies, music, mm-hmm. fashion. Um, we've always connected over celebrities and what they're wearing and what they're carrying. Mm-hmm. When I tell you he got all of the feminine jeans, I mean, like, he could name <laughs> designers in their purses and what year they launched and who wore it and why it's famous. Wow. The stitching on it. He's incredible. Where does he live? He lives in Franklin, Mass. Right now, okay. he um, he just finished a job with Coach. He's currently just starting a job with um, a makeup company. He's doing all of his like for training him. for it. Oh my gosh, wow. he's incredible. Yes, love him to death. Best friend in the entire world. Oh. Regardless, I forgot where I was going with that. You're gonna have to keep me on track with my train <laughs> of thought. Um, where did you go after you? So after I left the... URI, um, I spent some time in Nantucket. I went there for about. I think it was like six months mm. and I lived in someone's basement and I waitressed wow. like crazy. Just I, summer or over Whole winter? summer. So it was like um, a March to September mm-hmm. kind of thing. Me and my friend lived like queens. We yeah. would, on our way home, grab all the sushi we wanted, all the drinks we wanted, and, I mean, wake up and do it again. Wow. We banked everything we made, and then... So I mean, you left URI completely? Left URI completely. Did not didn't know what I wanted school. to do. Yep. Okay. Was just like, I'm going to take a second to breathe. Yeah. So if you met me during that period, I was probably a good time partying <laughs> in Nantucket. So anybody who had a good time with me out there... <laughs> yeah. Um... Towards the end of the summer, I was just like, I need, I need to go back to school. I need mm-hmm. to figure something out. So I went to BCC, okay. um, got my associate's degree in, I think it's business management. That's how much it meant to me. The, the part <laughs> of it that was most important to me was my theology certificate, wow. which is the study of death and dying. Wow. I would never want to work in a funeral home. Yeah. That's what you do with that. Okay. But I loved my professor and I really loved the way that he explained that kind of psychology mm-hmm. and it was just so interesting. And to That's get that amazing. certificate. What a testament to him. Yep. And to get his name was John Tormey. He is fabulous. And to get that certificate, it was he was just like, just keep taking these classes with me and you'll you'll get it. And I was like, sure, why not? I just wanna it'll finish my credits and everything with that. Yeah. Um I worked at Ocean Cliff. I have worked every kind of job you can possibly imagine. I've been a nanny. I've been a front desk girl. I've been a waitress. I've been a hostess. I've been a painter. I've been a yard worker. You name it, I've done it. Um, And I think that's what made me fall in love with this place so much, Mm -hmm. was it gave me permission to be all of those things Mm -hmm. at a time where I felt so lost Mm -hmm. because I was being all of those things. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and I feel like that permission was just such a weight off my shoulders. I didn't feel like I needed to be something in that moment. I was just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not lacking because I'm not using my degree Mm -hmm. and, or because I didn't get a better degree, Mm -hmm. not less than because I'm a waitress. Um, 
And I think that in our society right now, we're kind of, that we're spoon-fed that. Like, you yeah. need to be more. You need to keep up. You need to be faster, stronger. Yes. Um, and those things come, and that does happen. Mm-hmm. But they, this is just, salt has given me space to breathe. And I, now my, my biggest, most happiest thing, or whatever, however you explain it, mm-hmm. my, it just makes me so full That's to amazing. come here and create that space for other individuals now. This is an incredibly emotional space. I remember I would be in there racing or whatever it may be, just an amazing song, and a rush of emotion would come over. And I know that's very common that people would just cry mm-hmm. during or after a class. It's an unbelievable high. This place never, ever has anything to do with like your physical... Mm-hmm. body like it's mm-hmm. not I don't I don't mean to say like you're not going to lose weight if you come here and spin with us that's a perk of it mm-hmm. but that's not the Kool-Aid we're trying to get you to drink right. here this is all about self-awareness mm-hmm. and being comfortable outside of those curtains standing tall in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. when you may not be your 100% self but owning that and be like being yeah. comfortable in it yeah it's such it's so awesome so how did you find the studio and when did you realize you wanted to be an instructor oh I love this story um I'm gonna be really real with you right now so uh poor is like an understatement I um I was I'm I'm married where we don't live in the same house right now we're separated that's all we'll get into that if you want later (laughs) um I'm married um, I needed, he takes care of me. He had, he works for the Naval War College in mm-hmm. Newport. He's the best graphic designer yeah. and he works actually here at Salt. He does a lot of this stuff for oh, us. Oh, he does? Wow. Yep. Um, he is the best in the business. I, my best friend. I mm-hmm. love him to death. He was supporting me. I was being a waitress. I was in my off season from working at the golf course. I needed something to do. This was free. So he was like, you're on the free train right now. If you can do it for free until I get home, you can do it. And that's it. I'm trying to get you to not spend money. I'm an Amazon queen. He'd come home to packages and just like wrapping being hidden. It's too easy. Right? He's like, where did you get all this stuff? I'm like, your card's linked to the account. Oh, sorry. He loves me. Um, so I, I came here because when I looked on MindBody, it was free. My first ride was free. Right. So I said, oh, this is free. And I can do this because you said it was free. And I, I came here. Oh my gosh, when I tell you I was out of shape, holy cow. I thought I was in shape too. I was like, I work out every other day. Mm. This is a different kind of fit. This is a different kind of fit. I was broken mentally and physically. When I got off that bike, I raced to the bathroom. I didn't even make it through cool down. I puked. I looked in the mirror and I was like, girl, you're going to be good at this. Like, you're coming back and you're going to be better. So I convinced my dad to buy me a package because that's the kind of girl I am. No shame at all. I was like, dad, I really like this thing. Justin's not letting me spend money. Help a sister out. And he goes, all right, babe, I'll help you. So he bought me a package and I was addicted. I remember I went on in, in that small window of time of the package. I went on Poshmark. I sold clothes. I scrounged everything I could together so that I could get a month unlimited because on a month unlimited, you can ride as much as you want. And I was like, I need to live in that studio. It was therapy. I was in a weird place. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who I was going to be, what I was going to be. I was 26 years old. All of my friends were or are married, 
having a baby. I was married already, but I w- I'm not ready for that baby step mm-hmm. yet. And I've always been honest about that, which mm-hmm. is like weird to some people. Um, I just didn't know what I wanted yet. And I had spent the last probably six or seven years prior to that building up Justin. So he was going through college and because I was um, working simpler jobs, I was able to really help him mm-hmm. like get to school, help him when he had projects, just build him up basically. Yeah, yeah. So when he graduated and he was getting comfortable in his job and we had gotten married and we had started traveling more, I needed more. Mm-hmm. And I, that's when I finally like, I hit a wall, I guess you could say. And I was just puttering out. I needed something. I was burning out. I didn't want to go back to the golf course. Yeah. I didn't want to do that again. Not that there's anything wrong with it. And to be honest, if I could do it like one or two Saturdays a month in the summer, I would do it just because it's a car, fun. As yeah, a like a car girl. girl. Yeah. It's fun to be out there in the summer. Yeah. Um, but it was starting to feel like that was all I had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted more. And I, I didn't know what it was. Right. So I took that class. I bought the package. I got the month. I started coming nonstop. And then it was to the point where I was like coming nonstop. And then the season started up again. So I was working at the golf course. And then me and Justin went on our first month's travel. And when we went on our month, we travel for a month in Europe. So when we went on that month away... Like every year? Every year. Last year was the first year we didn't go because I started my business and I was really picking up here and we made like a conscious decision to kind of just like let's settle and Mm -hmm. be here. But we've traveled every year that we've been married. That's great. And the year before we were married actually too for a month. Yep. Um, It's super special. We love that time together. sounds like it. So we left um, on that trip and when we were on that trip that's when I was kind of like I need, I want this to be my job. I want to do this. And he was like, okay. If you want to do it, that's fine. Because I was going to bring up the fact that you can't really afford it and that you need to start to get paid for it. So when I came back, I started sniffing around the heels of the instructors. And I was like, hey, uh, how do I do this? How do I do this? Um, I went through the training process. I went through the audition process. I got podium. And then probably about a week after I was up there, I was pulled off podium, which was like... And podium means like teaching your own class. Yep, I was teaching my own classes. Um, I was pulled off stage because I wasn't teaching to the level that we teach, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is super important to talk about because sometimes when you get everything you want and you're super excited, it can very easily be pulled out from underneath you and that's something you have to deal with. So I had done all that preparation and, you know, um, I was so fucking amped, man. And I was teaching those classes and everything was going great, but it really wasn't translating. Um, I was trying to be everybody else. Mm -hmm. So basically I was going to other instructors' classes, taking their classes, taking their songs, taking their speaking, and then trying to like be them up there. That makes sense. And that doesn't work in that room. Mm-mm. So a big part of being in there is us being authentically us yes. to allow you to be authentically you. Uh-huh. And if I sound like a robot, you guys know it. And you don't want to come in here and hang out in a room when mm-hmm. this is a therapy. So we have to, uh, we have to perform at a certain level. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing that. So they pulled me off and I got some retraining. And it was more of like, 
this is on you now because we've already given you everything we can do. You need to learn how to become more comfortable in that space yeah. as yourself, yeah. which was kind of, which was a big, that was something I had to rise to. Um, and what a profound moment because that was everything that you had been, right? And for mm-hmm. someone to say the words to you must have been just extreme. It was really hard to kind of swallow that pill but at the same time, this place is so good at really giving you what you need. Yeah. So in that moment, I stopped trying to be everybody else. And I became my very awkward, <laughs> funny, a little quirky self up there. And yeah, I tell stories at the beginning of my class about what TV shows I'm watching. <laughs> and of course, halfway through, I'll let you know that I missed the count. And that's why we're sitting and clapping right now. <laughs> But it's just what it's about. Yeah. And that's why people like to come and ride with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have made some of my best friends here. Aww. And I've loved watching people grow on that bike. Mm-hmm. I've loved fitting them their first time and telling them that they're going to suck. Yeah. And this is going to be really bad for about three or four times. Yeah. And watching mm-hmm. that weight get lifted off of their shoulders because... That's what they were worried about, was mm-hmm. sucking. Mm-hmm. And I just brought it up. I was like, yeah, it's going to suck. And now it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's not really going to suck. And at the end, they come up to me, and they're just like, holy shit, that was better than therapy. And it's because we put it on you. Mm-hmm. We, we make it so that you show up for yourself for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You unplug. You leave your phone out here. Right. I love that part of it. Mm -hmm. For 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. you're getting recharged. Those bikes aren't moving right now while we're sitting here, but in two hours, that room is gonna be alive and it's gonna hum. And it, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'll teach 90 humans today. Mm -hmm. 90 individuals will sit in front of me and I'll feel their energy. I'll get the good, the bad, the the funny, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the uncoordinated sometimes. I'll be uncoordinated sometimes. But there's power in music, like you said, and everything that happens out there today to them is gonna totally wash away in that room. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have like chills and I really wanna stay for the class now. <laughs> come back, baby. The fact that you chose to come sit with me, ooh, baby, I love that. But I get that you're human and that this is an ideal all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you can make it happen, there's something a little different happening here. Mm-hmm. The other big thing is I think anytime you spend money on yourself, that's like a different kind of energy push. That's something big that you just put out into yeah. the environment. Yeah, um, you're investing in yourself. Exactly, and that's something that this place taught me too. I, to be this kind of instructor, you need to take care of your body. I've had to learn how to recover. I've had to learn how to stretch properly. I've had to reach into my community and find health professionals that can do things like that mm-hmm. for both me and our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with, both Island Wellness and Newport Health Works to make sure that we are like really put together and are performing at the top of our athletic abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll tell me like, Mel, you need to pull back, honey. You're not like, your, your hip's not good or your, you know, your knee needs a little bit of rest. Do I listen to them? Not all the time. Sorry, Dr. Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, it's, it's like you said, it's a constant balance. And we just talk about the balance here. Nobody ever talked about the balance with you before. Mm -hmm. I think you're an adult. You're kind of like thrown into being an adult. 
and you or you're thrown into the reality of being an adult. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, how you would say that. People were, you're 21, you're an adult. Oh my gosh, the human 21 year old version of me was nowhere near adulthood and should not have been making mm-hmm. half of the decisions for herself that she was. Mm-hmm. But she did, and I. I just like the idea of being able to tell people you don't have to have it all figured out. No matter how old you are, you can constantly change. Constantly. And you should always be a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That means growth is happening. Mm-hmm. So for your personal growth right now, you, I mean, you just, you express that you're separated. Oh yes, I am. Um, so how did that transpire because you speak so highly of oh my gosh he's my best friend in the entire world i'll probably have dinner with him tonight (laughs) we've always been very honest with each other me and my husband um i was going through a moment of i love you so much but i don't know if i love you long term Mm -hmm. as much as i said that i did Mm -hmm. um how old were you when you got married 26. Okay. So we married for four years. Um, so I had a moment of, I don't know if I can be in this long term. Um, I don't want to get divorced because mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not right for, for us yet. Um, so we just separated. Uh, we're taking space right now. It's, very organic and we don't know how long it will last or what will come of it Mm -hmm. or but we're breathing right now you're consciously taking space we're consciously taking space and we have never spoken more clearly or respected each other more Uh than we have in this space right now Mm -hmm. um are we having all the conversations we need to have no because why would you do that um they're scary sometimes but I think it's important I think it's important to say that that we're not no everything isn't rainbows and Mm -hmm. and happy all the time Mm -hmm. he is my best friend and he knows everything about me um but I don't think that that is what is everything that a marriage that makes up a marriage so there's other pieces of it that we're just we're working through right now yeah it is good it is so positive and I just wish that more people took that second rather than just like canceling it or or not talking or Or staying in it Mm -hmm. and it not being right Mm -hmm. like at least we took at least we're taking the second to breathe yeah and to figure things out so you don't live together we don't live together right now um we have puppies together though so like I'll go over there I'm with my puppies all the time I know I love my puppies. Yeah. Um, but again, it's I we needed to do this. It was a step that needed to be taken. Um, does it always feel good? No, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't always feel good. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be seconds where it feels a little weird. Amazing that you found your passion like this. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people do. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. And then for me, this place has given me. So it, it gave me power plant girls, which mm, was great. Yes. I met um, a good Look friend of right. Look at, Look at me. <laughs> so I met um, a very good friend of mine. Her name is Virginia Carter. Mm-hmm. Now it's Virginia Edelman. Actually, she is living the true princess story. Um, she met her. 
she rekindled a relationship with a friend from high school and now lives in Paris with him. Yeah, like true princess, she is my queen. Um, but we started a business together in 2018. Um, she no longer is a part of the business because she lives in Paris. Mm-hmm. Which And she has a beautiful baby boy, which is Aww. wonderful. Yeah. Um, so currently it's my, my business, the Power Plant Girls, and we serve powered plant-powered treats. That was a terrible way to switch those words around. We serve plant-powered treats. They're all vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on your level of vegan, if you don't think honey is vegan, then we'll just say they're plant-based. Okay. Um, we're working on gluten-free, for those who are my gluten-free friends. Um, but this place has given me the ability to share my love of the kitchen. Right which I never thought I'd be able to do with anybody. That was just something I did quietly at home okay. and would share with friends. Mm-hmm. And then Ginny found out about it, and she was like, you need to tell everybody about this. Let's mm-hmm. get you on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, her being a lawyer did all of the scary things that would stop someone from yeah. starting a business. Yeah. The LLCs mm-hmm. and the back-end work, you know all about that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so before I knew it, I was making snacks for everybody yep and now I, I had a business name I had a, my husband being the designer I got the logo oh, I had everything yeah. and it happened so fast and I wanted to do everything at once yeah so right out the gate I was I had a catering menu I had three or four snacks that I was putting out here I was still teaching full-time um, and then I was doing like prepared meals for people on the side Wow which was a lot. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing someone should tell you when you start a business, it's pick your poison mm-hmm. and pick it carefully. So I spread myself very thin very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then not that I wasn't able to do it, I was losing my love for it. Right. And that's huge. Yeah. Um, so when Ginny moved to Paris, I took it as a second to breathe. Mm-hmm and see what I really loved about it. I really love the snacks. Mm-hmm. I really love mini snacks, things that you can just pop in like your mouth quick, go. very quick grab and go snacks. The biggest thing that we're missing on the market is a grab and go vegan snack that doesn't taste like bark or gooey gumminess. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is I want it to be relatable. My protein balls taste like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. and they're loaded with oats, flax, like chia seeds, everything you need for the day and you don't even know you're eating that. Right. Um, I also like education. I know my, that was my other favorite thing. Not so much cooking the food for people, but giving them the tools they needed to go home and realize that it's not so hard to do it themselves. Okay. If I'm cooking for people all the time, that's one or two vegan meals you're getting a week. But if I teach you how to do it, there's the potential for so many more. Mm -hmm. So I needed to decide what I wanted Power Plant Girls to be. And I've decided I needed, I wanted it to be my snacks and my, my brain. So I'm going to share my knowledge of how to be plant-based daily. And, um, we'll be releasing more treats over the course of the next couple of months. Great. Yeah. It's exciting. So when did you become plant-based, or have you always been? I have not always been plant-based. I was a meat eater for a very long time. Oh my gosh, I ate so much meat. Um, It's been three years. I went fully plant-based because of my husband. He's type 1 diabetic, Mm -hmm. and being um, plant-based for him 
the amount of insulin that he has to take has reduced dramatically. And being wow. a diabetic, um, you don't want to be taking large amounts of insulin. Right. It's just not good for your system. Yeah. Um, so on a plant-based diet, he really doesn't have to take much at all, That's which amazing. is incredible. Um, we found out about him being diabetic when we were, he, he's juvenile, it's considered juvenile diabetes, but he found out when he was 20 years old. Wow. So right when we were getting ready to start really going out heavy and drinking, he's like, nope, you're diabetic. So that was like a whole learning curve mm-hmm. that we went through together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is actually much stricter than me as far as being plant-based because of his um, sure. uh, medis- well, medical needs. I'll be the one that's like, it's just a little feta cheese. Like, we'll just pick it off. It's fine. He's like, return the salad, have it come back out. Yeah. Which I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. It's, it's been amazing. Since, a kid, I, since I was a kid, I've always struggled with allergies and post-nasal drip. My voice, I know it sounds crazy. I'm not sick. It's because I teach so many classes. Um, but I always had like... This is your voice from teaching? This is my voice from teaching. Like permanently? I would say probably permanently. Yeah. So when I first started teaching, I wasn't th- using my voice properly. So things you learn is how to speak from your diaphragm. And, um, yes. So this is damage <laughs> from not learning. I kind of want to talk about your social media presence because oh, like you are present. I am present. Yeah. Um, that's a funny one. That's a balance that social media presence, I'm trying to get used to that. So with Salt Cycle and the community that this place is, you have to be present. They need to see you. They need to know what you're about. Um, I want people to come and ride with me. And sometimes if you're looking through an app, you're not really getting an idea of who I am in that room. When you go on my social media, you see that I'm a dork. And if you click on one of my thirst trap pictures, you'll see that <laughs> underneath it is a quote from Seinfeld because that's the kind of person that I am. I'm uh-huh. a total dork. Um, and I call it, yeah, they are thirst trap pictures. That's what it is, girl. That's what social media is all about to me is just like getting someone to click to actually read what's underneath. Like well, see what's actually on my mind. Mm, um, I tell people in that room, I'm like, that's my highlight reel. So if you want to, like, actually talk to me, I would love for you to come mm-hmm. up and speak to me. I think a lot of people think that that's, like, all that I am. It's pretty pictures. Oh, it's not bad, but there's a lot more to you, for There's sure. way more to me. There's way more to me. I love taking pretty pictures, though. So when <laughs> I was here, I'm so, see, all over the place. When I was um, here, I got introduced to Sarah Petraka. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know mm-hmm. who she is. Mm-hmm. She's a local photographer. Um, we went to high school together, and that we rekindled our relationship through this place. We um, it was funny because when we re- like connected here, we'd always saw each other at parties, and we we're like, I always wanted to like hug you more or like actually hang out. Like we switched numbers, Aww. and then it was in high school, so you exchanged numbers. You're like, we'll hang out tomorrow morning. And never, you yeah. never call that person yeah. the next yeah. day. So we finally started calling each other when we worked here <laughs> together, and. She is incredible behind she that camera. In, for sure. And she taught me so much just about how to hold myself mm-hmm. and how to be comfortable mm-hmm. and how to be myself in front of the camera. There it is again, that weight lifted off of your shoulders. I've been trying to surround myself with people who do that the last right. couple of years. And I think that the more I've done that, the 
the bigger my steps have been forward. Yeah, yeah. So she was one of those people who just, then she would, she introduced me to Muriel and um, I've been introduced to a couple of other photographers in Newport through her that I've gotten to work with. We got to work with The Woods & Co, which mm -hmm. is a company out of New York. I got to do some modeling for them. Wow. I've gotten to work with other local models that I've never like would have thought I'd be around who now I follow on Instagram and I see their travels and where they're going. I guess I love that part of the social, it's meeting new people and staying connected with them. It's amazing to find out who knows who that you may have known. I think just the interweb of social media is really, really neat. And even the opportunities that you get. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've not always been able to like take the opportunity, but the people that you meet and they just see your profile and they're like, oh, I would love to send you this to work with this. And you're like, oh my gosh, where did you come from? It's, yeah. It's incredible. It is a community, but you have to be a part of it. My husband is so anti social media and he's a very big homebody mm -hmm. and I think that's something that we um that brings us together but at the same time we butt heads over a lot because I'm like let's go out let's have a good time and when we were younger he was really into that kind of stuff but now that we've gotten older he's just like I want to just hang out at home I just kind of want to be here yeah he's not into like showing off all of the awesome things that he does yeah. and I'm just like you are incredible and everybody would love to see all of this. Why aren't yeah. you showing it? And he's just like, because it doesn't matter. You loved it and you saw it and look at how great it is. And I'm just like, eh. You just want everyone to see it. I want it. everybody yeah. to see it and appreciate it. Yeah. And he goes, they do, they see it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So um, let's get into that a little bit. So all right. you met your husband. So I met my husband. Um, this is a really, that's a long one too. We went to high school together. Okay. We graduated together. Yeah. We never spoke to each other in high school. Okay. Um, I always had a boyfriend and he always had a girlfriend. Mm. We met through friends at a party, maybe like two years after we graduated. Mm -hmm. He was in a, a relationship that wasn't so hot. I was in a relationship that wasn't so hot. Both got out of him and he sent me one of those Facebook messages that was like, hey, I like your profile picture. Oh. You're looking <laughs> real good. Um, we should get together. Smooth. Real smooth, right in the DMs. Um, I was like, yeah, that is a good picture. We should get together. <laughs> and then I want to say it was like three years of us pretending that we were just friends when everybody was like, yeah, they're dating. Don't even try. But we were just like, no, we're not. We're just best friends. We hung out every single day. Then we finally decided we were together. And we got married. Probably like six, seven, seven years together. Then we got married. When did you get married? Um, 2016. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. I'm bad at times, days. He's going to laugh at me. I know that it was August 28th, 8-28. That's all that matters. doesn't matter how many years. No. Just 8-28 is when did I told him I Did you have a big him. wedding or a small? No. We told our families that we were going to Maine for the weekend. We stopped in Boston on the way up. We had already decided that we were gonna get married in Boston that weekend. So we stopped in Boston on the way up, we got married, and then we went to Maine and camped for the weekend at my aunt's um, cabin. She's the only one that knew we were getting married because we needed to use her cabin for the right, weekend right. just to kind of like honeymoon it. Yeah. So we left on a Thursday and came back on Monday. Wow. Yep, husband and wife. Why did you decide to do it that way? I am, have a very big family, and he has a very big family. So his dad is one of seven, mm. 
No. Nine? Nine total. Holy crap. My mom is one of seven. My dad Jeez. is one of five. His mom is one of four. So Enough said. There's just too many of us. Um, we threw a hella party. Mm. Like, the only thing we wanted was a reception. Yeah, yeah. So we just got all the kegs, all the live music. Nice all the tents and just threw a party in our backyard. Awesome. Yep. Um, we invited every single relative and friend that we knew. Mm-hmm. And what we did was my family lives up the road on a farm. So we had everybody park at the farm and then we like carted everybody over to our house up the street the other way. Nice. And we just partied all That's freaking perfect. day. Oh, it was fabulous. Um, it was nice. It was a, like the absolute best day. It's yeah. just nobody tells you that your wedding is going to be like this. You the planning went. that I did for that day, yeah. and my most vivid memory is his cousin telling me that he was sick behind the Porter John and that I needed to go find him. When I found him, he was like, baby, I need a taco. I was like, yeah, you need more than a taco, honey. <laughs> but it's like, that was the, that's one of the biggest memories. That one I have, and being very stressed out, like two minutes before everybody showed up and pulling the runaway bride in front of the fan with oh, like a God. piece of bubble gum, like trying to <laughs> yes. calm down. Those Such a good image. Things that I absolutely remember. But it's happened so fast. I look at the pictures and I was just like, everybody looks like they're having so much fun. Know, That's all that matters. I know. It is. That's what it's all about. That's all I wanted was a big party just to celebrate. You are wedding. Oh my gosh, those pictures. Thank you. Stunning. Alison Markova. Yeah, right? Speaking <laughs> of local <laughs> photographers. No, yeah, she, she's amazing. Actually, I found her on Instagram. There it is. Social. I saw one picture of her. It must have been in like the feed where you, um, it's just random yep, yep, things yep. you might like. Oh, I love when Instagram throws one stuff like that. One photo I liked of her and I saw that she was local. I was like, holy crap. This is going to work. Mm-hmm. I like when things like that happen. And she's not even really doing uh, wedding photography anymore. So that, yeah, I know. Dude, your pictures are unreal. Thank you. The idea that everything needs to be like so perfect on Instagram and I will record something and then won't post it or I'll record it and I'll save it on my phone for myself just because I'm afraid of like how it will come across mm-hmm. to other people. Is everybody gonna agree with this? Will they not agree with this? And that's a, that's a fine line to kind of balance in that world of social media. I'd love to be able to go off on so many rants constantly. You should. And tell people just like 100%. Like that's what you'll be, that's what it is. I, you know, like, that's very really Gary V of you. I like that. I like that attitude. It's just I mean, like, it doesn't have to always be negative, you know. And I think that's what it is, is it's trying to find that balance of not being so negative all mm-hmm. the time. Not that I'm negative all the time, but a lot of time rants are usually... They this, can Like you be. said, this is grinding my gears. The biggest thing I learned about traveling is that when I traveled is that the United States is a teenager as far as countries go. We're just trying to get our bearings and figure things out right now. And we're just a lot of opinions like bashing up against and rebelling against everybody else. When you go overseas, they're so calm and like mellow and they could care less what Shakira and J-Lo were wearing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's like, doesn't even matter a little bit. Nobody even talks about stuff like that. It's food, family, and health. Mm-hmm. And that's, and food and family first. Like mm-hmm. health, that's good for them sometimes, but food and family first. 
I, we need a little bit more of that here. I love that, that the U.S. is a teenager. That is so spot on. It, it's just that's what we are right now. And I think if we kind of accept that, like, okay, we're trying to figure things out right now. Look to other countries. Learn. See how they're doing things. Do we have to do everything like them? No, we're a teenager. We can rebel still. <laughs> but like, and just learning how to have a conversation with each other, that's something that's got to be worked on in social media. Is I can't believe the negativity on social media. The things I hear and see, it's mind-blowing that people think they can talk to each other that way. And I think that's what makes me curate curate so fancy my Instagram so much and like pick those pictures so carefully now because there's like a level of you don't want to be isn't that so frustrating it's unbelievable because then this in the same in the opposite sentence I'll say but be yourself and I create this space and I do this thing and that's a highlight reel but I'm human mm-hmm. so I still fall mm-hmm. to the same it's um, a constant you know give and it's take. a check and balance yeah and we're such a strange generation because we know, we grew up with, we know how life is without this. Yeah. We remember playing outside I know, and I know. getting our, our moms yelling to we're call us in. We're such an interesting generation in that way. The phone attached to the wall yeah. and like dodging it under the kitchen. Yeah. And then at a very crucial times in our life, we were given this cell phone yes. to navigate with. So I think we know how to blend it very well. Yeah which pisses the boomers off. Mm -hmm. And then I think we need to kind of share some of that with the generation below us. I know, it's that scary. I just started teaching um, to high school teams in there. Yes. Which is really, really cool. So we've had a lot of local sports teams come in. And Roger Williams. Roger Williams as well, yep. Um, I love teaching to college kids. I really love teaching to high schoolers. Yeah. For some reason, I've always thought that I would be able to give back to kids that are in that high school age range because I struggled a lot when I was there. Just wanting to be something and feeling like I had to be something Mm -hmm. and then so quickly realizing that nobody has it figured out Mm -hmm. and then being in that weird period that we were talking about before and I kind of want to, I wanted a place to create that space again for them Mm -hmm. and be able to say, you guys, your parents don't have it figured out either. Don't let them fool you. And yeah. any stress they're putting on you right now, just breathe through it. Kind of nod. They don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. Just be there for each other. And I, I wanted to be able to say that to them because yeah. that's what I felt like I needed to hear yeah. that I was missing. And having these sports teams in here and giving them that moment to disconnect and giving them that information has been so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And then hearing it from their teachers, like... I remember setting girls up a couple weeks ago and every single one of them had their cell phone on their bike. Mm. So I got on the mic and I said, hey guys, I'm gonna have your coach come around. You don't get your cell phone for 45 minutes. Their faces, you would have thought that I was ripping away their firstborn child. And I bet you that's what it feels like to a lot of them. But afterwards, they thanked me for that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they loved it, not being attached to their phone. Yeah. And I think that's what we're going to leave. That's the, we have to kind of share that with the people below us, how to put that down for a minute. Yeah. Because you can't not have it. We have to work with it. We've got to lean into social media. We've got to lean into mm-hmm. all the apps and widgets. And mm-hmm. to resist something like that is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like what my husband's doing is stupid. 
Yes. Don't, don't resist it. But you gotta figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah. Ready for rapid fire? Oh my gosh, I forgot about this part of it. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Okay. Go ahead. Favorite local restaurant? The Grange in Providence. Yeah, I haven't been. That I've is heard my amazing absolute favorite restaurant. Plant based. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so I good. Need to go. Delicious. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, listen more than you speak. If you could go into the past, what would you change or do again or keep the same? Would you keep everything the same? No. You would change. What would I change? Yeah, I'd probably change something. I think I would have not done the outfit change at my wedding. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something so No, proud. no, no. Just a little thing. I don't think I would have done the outfit change at my wedding. I probably would have stayed in the same outfit. It's funny, I would have changed earlier. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I made the change. The stragglers saw my second outfit, and I'm so upset. Oh, so you wanted more people <laughs> to see it. See, I changed, and then the bottom of my dress got ruined, and I've never been able to wear it again. Oh. So I regret not being able to wear that second outfit mm. again. Uh, yeah. I don't have big regrets, honey. The big yeah. stuff doesn't matter. Just yeah. the little stuff. Yeah, good. Just <laughs> good. I actually love that. Yeah. That's even better. What is your biggest pet peeve? Pass. I don't know that one. Pet peeve? Let me Do you have a pet peeve? No, nothing really, nothing like, irks you? Not to the point of like crazy. Uh, I don't like when I forget to put gas in my car. And you're what? And I'm late for something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets me, but yeah. that's more like a personal thing. Yeah, that's a, that, I do that too. <laughs> it's just my fault. Pet peeve. No, I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Nothing. I don't think I'm like, I don't think I'm aware enough of what other people are doing <laughs> around me to be able well, to be like, good. yeah. That's why it's something about me. I forget to put gas in my car. I'm so unaware of what others are doing around me. Mm. So weird. We'll take it. All right. What's your favorite swear word? Fuck is so generic, but yeah. I say it all. I don't even consider that a swear word. I know you probably can't put that one on there, but if I'm getting like real, like, oh, I don't like that person, they're that. See, I, I don't even want to say it yeah. still. That's the, how you know it's a good one. I don't that's think I've my ever favorite. actually said that word out loud. See, that's, what, that's my favorite one because yeah. nobody likes it. Mm -mm. Let's do that one. All right. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, I love superheroes. I don't know if I'd be able to choose just one. All right, be a few. I want, I want Iron Man's... I want Iron Man suit things, so okay. I want that. <laughs> I want to do all the things Iron Man can do. I kind of picture you as Iron Man. Right? Yeah. I, I want to do something like that. I can see that. That's yeah. like weird. Plus, he's like a billionaire. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> what, is the favorite, what is your favorite thing in your closet right now? My favorite thing? My neon hat. My neon Carhartt hat. Oh, I've seen it. Yep. I wear it every day. <laughs> what is the last thing you cooked? Mushrooms and onions and tempeh on toast this morning. Mm. It was soup. It was all leftovers from my dinner last night. Oh. I made pizzas and then there was too many toppings left over from the pizzas, so I just threw that into a container, knowing that I would dump it into a saute pan the next morning and yeah. just kind of like mash it all up with some toast. It was perfect. What kind of toast do you eat? Um, it's the Dave's. 
killer yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah. I like that you one, like the these? 21 grain. Yeah. My favorite. I've heard good things. Always coconut oil on my toast. Mm. Yeah. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate dark? Dark. Yeah. What is the last song or podcast you listen to? Yours on the way here uh -huh. because I was like listening to the second half. Oh, part two? Yeah. So fun. <laughs> Gut help. Gut help. Yeah. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh, um, what's Alana Glasser, Glassier, the girl from Broad City? Oh. With the curly hair. I need to watch this. Oh my gosh, it's the funniest show in the world. People keep talking about it. It's it is my favorite show. She would play me. Okay. Um, I don't. I think the that's character. No, that actress. Okay. Spirit animal. A wolf. Mm. I have one tattooed on the back of my ear. Actually, she's howling. Oh, cute. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. Very delicate. Thanks. Do you have any tattoos? <laughs> yes, I have a couple. <laughs> so, what's your favorite? Um, this one, my Never Coast. Oh, I love that writing. Thanks. Nicole Coogan, Inflicting Ink, tattoo. That's cool. Yeah, she's incredible. She's so good at doing delicate little bits. Is that handwritten? Mm -hmm. Yours? Hers. Oh. Yep. Oh, I like her handwriting. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Talk about another good story. That girl. She's, a, she's the singer in The Devil's Twins. Oh, my gosh. She's unbelievable. Where does she perform? Everywhere. Her voice is unreal. I met her here. This is the thing about this place. It's yeah. a melting pot of individuals. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like recrossing paths with people yeah. constantly. Uh, what is one thing we may not know about you? Um, oh, I lived on a farm for a while when I was in high school. Um, we had like horses and cows and goats and bunnies and chickens. Wow. And they were all for slaughter, which is interesting considering that now I am a full blown vegan. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I know everything that goes into the process of like raising your own food and sending it away to be so you can eat it, like the whole entire process of that. Wow. Yeah. Was that your family farm? Um, so what happened was my dad, it kind of like fell into my dad's lap. He drove past it one day and it was for sale. And he goes, I want that. <laughs> So we, it happened right when I turned 15, no, 14. Um, and then we were fully in the house and moved in when I was 15. Um, it was not ideal as a teenager when you're asking for a car and your dad's like, but I got you that horse you always wanted. I was like, I wanted that like 10 years ago, dude. I want that horse power now. Yeah. Um, but so that's probably something most people don't know is that like, yeah. I know how to milk a cow and, um, I know how to take care of, I know how to wake up early and feed chickens mm. and rabbits before you go to school. My mom's gonna laugh. She's gonna be like, you did that like twice, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend. Yeah, don't pretend. But I lived there and that was cool. Definitely. Yep, so that's something they might not know. Well, thank you so much for being, for having me. Thank you for talking to me. This is wonderful. It was. Absolutely fabulous.